past several weeks, Heather and I have been unpacking our marriage crisis from 10 years ago. And for context purposes, 10 years ago in August of 2011 is when Heather confessed to being unfaithful in our marriage. And so today we have a really, really special guest, and we're going to be talking to Heather's mentor, who's going to give us some great insight into their relationship, how it all came about, and how it grew into what it is today. So stay tuned. Hey, I'm Rusty. And I'm Heather. And we're the Bryants, and this is the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. We are here to encourage healthy marriages, strengthen wounded marriages, and begin the process of restoration to broken marriages. We aren't licensed counselors, but we are a redeemed couple that loves the Lord and wants to help you journey through this messy, challenging, and fun part of life called marriage. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Redeemed Marriage Podcast. This is going to be one of the most special episodes that we've ever done uh, because we have our first guest and we have been talking uh, for a little while Heather and I about getting guests on our show and we just haven't pulled the trigger yet because um, we just we just hadn't but now here we are so we've got our first guest and our first guest is gonna be Penny D's and when we started talking about having a guest on our show um, you know, we kind of went through several people. This was a no-brainer. Like, our first guest <laughs> had to be Miss Penny. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But um, but really the main thing, and, and this is very, very serious, actually, because I truly believe that Penny D's had the biggest impact on our marriage, um, specifically on Heather. But then, of course, uh, that obviously bled over into our marriage. And so... Um, She's probably a little bit famous to people because she's actually the only person that we've ever mentioned by name on her. And 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 I don't even know if that was on purpose. We we really try to keep names and stuff because we don't, you know, we don't know. But last week when we started telling just about the the things the three things that each of us remembered about our story from 2011, um we just started throwing her name out there a lot. Like I I went back and listened. I was like, "Oh man, I hope she doesn't mind because we said that was totally my fault. <laughs> well, and then I jumped in on it after that. So so people are probably like, oh, yeah, we know Penny. But it, the other thing is we have talked about mentors and just mentorship and Heather's mentor. I mean, it has come up over and over and over over the last year when we've done this. So, um, so anyway... Welcome. We want you uh, to Thank know you. that this is this is awesome for us. Uh, the other thing is I'm going to facilitate this a little bit because I know both of you really well. And if I don't kind of give some guidance here, we could do about a two-hour episode. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so, you know, just, just uh, because of time, I'll just sort of facil- facilitate a little bit. But we have a little bit of a direction of where we want to go with this, but we're really just going to talk some. And... That was interesting. Um, But what I would like to do just to start off is the thing that I really think is so cool about stories and just interacting with people is just how God ordains certain Mm -hmm. relationships to 
kind of uh, get together. And, you know, we have, we've sort of told the story um, in, throughout different episodes of how the two of you got together and how your relationship started. But I'm going to let Heather just like really briefly tell sort of her version of that again. And, and it's already, it's been talked about. So we'll go really, you know, just give the, the summary. And then, Penny, I just want you to tell the listeners just sort of how, um, you know, how that, that day that Heather contacted you and how you guys got together and just sort of how God put that all together and orchestrated that. Yeah, so we were in our first counseling session and um, our um, counselor decided, I mean, she knew that she was going out of town. So she told us before we left the parking lot that we both needed a mentor. And God just put you on my heart it was the only name that came mm-hmm. to mind. Um, I'd been in Bible study with her um, several years before at our church, and I knew that she was a godly woman, and it was the only name that came. I also knew that she worked, so I was afraid that she was <coughs> going to be at work and not answer my call, um, but that went very differently. So I called her, and you pick up from there. Yeah, um, I knew that things had um, blown up, and um, when the phone rang and it showed Heather's name. Um, I thought, oh God, what do you have for us? I knew it was going to be something special. And you told me that you um, needed a mentor and that your counselor had suggested that. And you said, would you consider doing that? And I said, absolutely. My joy. I mean, what an incredible gift of God to be able to be called alongside someone else and journey with them in a really hard, dark place. And so um, we hung up the phone, and then we started getting together, and we had some direction from my Bible study. But it was really just journeying with Heather through this because this was such a difficult place. She was devastated. She was broken. She realized that she had damaged every relationship in her life. She knew not only her immediate family, but her parents and her in-laws. And she was devastated, so I thought, you know, God, I don't know exactly how you want to do this. I don't know exactly what you want this to look like, but um, I'm your girl. Whatever you want to do and however you want to do it. So it began this incredible journey of being able to share our lives, which is what, as an older woman in the Lord, is my responsibility. That's a mandate from Titus 2. So it was a no-brainer that I would do it, absolutely. But then just to pray and be on my knees for this marriage and for the Lord to speak into Heather's heart in the way that he wanted to. And so that was the beginning. Okay, so I this is this is awesome because I don't know that I've ever really jumped in and heard, you know, uh, a little bit more in depth about y'all's relationship. I mean, I've sat in on some meetings because early on I was called in to sit in on some meetings and wow. But, you know, for the most part this has been y'all's relationship, but I don't know that I really ever thought about what your relationship was before this because really there wasn't a relationship Mm -hmm. um but you mentioned that y'all had been in some bible studies together and i just i think that that part of it i don't know why it just hit me like that but i think a lot of people when they're trying to find a mentor you know maybe they're out there looking for somebody that they maybe they know a little bit or maybe they're they know is going to believe like them or think like them because it's comfortable or you know but for you guys I mean it was like I mean 
there was no real reason other than mm-hmm. Heather said, this is the one that God's pointing me to. And, and mm-hmm. the fact that you sort of already were feeling that prompting. Mm-hmm. So yes. I don't know what y'all can, y'all can jump in there and, and, and share something about that, I guess. Yeah. Um, God started, um, turning my heart toward mentoring probably almost 30 years ago. And, um, a woman had asked me if I would journey with her and I was like, God, I don't know how to do that. I don't know what that looks like. But the more I looked biblically at it, the more I realized it wasn't an option. I had to be an instrument in God's hands for us to engage in a discipling mentoring relationship because the beauty of that relationship is, although I may be a little further along the road in my relationship with the Lord, it's a very mutual thing. What Heather learned and grew in that God used me to speak into her life. I mean, I learned and grew from watching her. There's nothing more beautiful than seeing someone fall in love with Jesus. There's nothing more beautiful than seeing someone fall in love with the word and be willing to do whatever it took. Um, Heather came out of crisis. Some of my mentoring relationships come just because someone says, I just really would love to be mentored. And I think it's a place in the church that we kind of come up short a lot. I think it is so necessary and that we need to be aggressive about it. We need to engage with each other because that's where the life is a steady pursuit of God when we have some accountability, when we have someone else joining with us, when we can look at their life and say, you have something I don't have. And then we're able to look at him and say, well, it's Jesus. Anything good is Jesus. But to be able to speak into each other's life. And there's a depth that I love in mentoring and discipling because it goes beyond surface. So often in in relationships, it suffers. How are you doing? It's good to see you. So glad you're here. But in a mentoring relationship, you're getting in the mess of life, which is a place I'm familiar with because God rescued me out of my own mess, as he does for all of us. And we're sinners, and our our Savior's arm's not too short to reach in and draw us to himself. And so that's what it began to look like. And so, of course, then we fell in love with each other because you can't share the depth of what's going on in your lives without forming a bond that's beyond anything just a normal friendship would have. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned a little bit just about how God, you know, had brought you out of a tough place. And, I mean, we could do a whole podcast just even on your story. Um, And I don't necessarily want to go into that because we didn't talk about, you know, if that was okay and that sort of thing. But, I mean, the truth of it is is that you have had some really, really tough times in in your life. And so, I mean, how does that play into, like, when, when Heather called you, I know for some people, they would have said, I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be real. And you yeah. said, you know, because it was only about a week or so later, but you knew because sure. because it was a mess in yeah. this community yeah, and in our church. Public. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, how did, I guess, how does the, you know, the fact that, that you have, had journeyed through so much in your life as well, and then to get that call and not be afraid at all. And it actually was the opposite. You were like thrilled and excited. I want to say that I remember your exact words. Um, She, when the phone rang, she answered and said, Heather. She didn't say hello. She said, Heather. And so I didn't even really have to say who I was or what I was calling about. And she said to me, precious one, I've been waiting for your call. She said, I knew that I was going to be journeying with you and it's my good pleasure. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I think everything that happens in our lives, God uses to shape us into the image of Christ if we'll let him. So I had been through a number of really difficult seasons in my life, which I'm so grateful for because it's in those places that God does his best work of shaping us because we're humble and we're vulnerable and we're broken and we're ready. If things are going our way, um, sometimes we don't think we need God too much, but in, in situations. And so my prayer had always been that God would not waste anything that happened to me, anything in the past, everything that was difficult and hard and was agonizing I wanted him to use for his glory because that's the promise that he will use that for his glory for those who have been called according to his purpose and so that was my prayer so for me it's it's a very easy it's a very natural thing and um I think about so many people that I know and I think their stories are just staggering pour into someone else because that's a biblical model Titus 2 is older women pour into the younger women. There's always someone older. There's always someone younger. So every one of us as women have the responsibility to pour into someone else. And for me, it just takes away the junk of life, the stuff that doesn't matter, the stuff that's superficial, and then helps each one of us position ourselves for shaping. Because I want to look more like Jesus. And I figure every day there's that opportunity through word and through accountability and through relationships. And, and I just think mentoring is such a beautiful gift from God. Well, you've modeled that, obviously, for us and for Heather. She's, you know, taken that and has been able mm-hmm. to start mentoring yes. younger women, too. Yes. And, I mean, even just in our marriage, being able, you know, having... I guess the guts or whatever to tell our story, but a lot of that has come from you and just watching you being open with your story and pain that you've dealt with in your life. And so, you know, again, our story was public and and it just gave us an automatic platform because of that. But, um, but yeah, that you modeling that has meant so much. So I'm going to move just a little bit and shift to the next little part. So last, uh, the last episode that we did, um, we talked about our three things that kind of the, the things that we would never forget. And there's a lot of them, but we landed on the same one. And it was that day where I believe and you believe that your life really changed forever. And really our marriage changed forever. And, yes. you know, I jokingly say our, the exorcism, <laughs> um, but I just, I just want to hear sort of your perspective on that Penny, because, um, you know, we shared Heather's perspective. We yeah. shared my perspective. Yeah. But, I mean, there was something. I mean, man, talk about a moment that God just showed yes, up. absolutely. Um, so, I, you know, just kind of walk us through that and, and just your perspective. Well, Heather and I have been journeying together and meeting together. I mean, we met together a whole lot that first year. We, we pretty much, I mean, I, I almost had a room here. It would have been a fun thing, you know. It was great. But we were at a friend's house, and I'd been watching Heather, and I'd been praying. And I noticed, I mean, Heather had a worldly sorrow. If you go to Second Corinthians 7 and you look at that passage on godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. And she had a worldly sorrow. She was devastated. She knew the damage. I mean, it was it was obvious. And she was so sorry, but I never got that sense initially that there was a godly sorrow, that she understood that first and foremost, her sin was against God. Did it hurt other people? You bet it did. Did she sin against other people? You bet she did. But ultimately, it was that sin against God. And so I've been watching for that. I've been praying for that. I've kind of been talking to her a little bit about that. And, you know, those things are hard to to understand until 
the Holy Spirit opens your understanding to be able to see exactly what he's talking about. So we were at a friend's house, and there were four of us there, and we were talking to Heather. And just and I just remember trying to explain the difference in being sorry you were caught and being sorry that you sinned before God. And then we were talking about that. We were talking about different scripture, and it was the most incredible thing. There was an her facial expression. There was something that God did in her that opened her understanding, and she saw it, and I knew she saw it. It was dramatic. It was powerful. It was a work of the Spirit, which every part of our mentoring is a work of the Spirit. It's, it's God 100%. But he opened her understanding, and she was devastated. And she and she was kind of on the floor by that time. She started on the couch. She was on the floor by that time, and she was just sobbing with a godly sorrow. And I had spent some time, Rusty, talking to you. We'd been together in several different um, times. And that was, to me, the most exciting thing because I knew this was the beginning mm-hmm. of a journey in a way that would bring such incredible glory to God and be used by him powerfully, not only in your lives, but in the lives of others. And that's when I said, I'm going to go and call Rusty because I wanted you to hear that she got it. She got it from God's perspective of what a godly sorrow would lead to, and that's repentance. And while, you know, repentance is a gift from the Lord, And so that moment, on that day, in that room, he gifted Heather with a godly sorrow that led her to repent. And so there was a change and a shift in her from that moment on. We've had ups and downs. There's been in and outs. There's a lot to journey through because it's taken time to get to the place where she was. So it takes time to journey out. But that was the moment. And so when I called you, I couldn't wait to call you because you had been so devastated. And you did say to me, Penny, I can't take one more thing. And I said, I know. I know you can't, but this is good. And I need you to come. And I need you to talk to Heather. And so you did. And when you got there, y'all were able to talk and share. And from that moment on, she fell in love with God, and it was kind of like with me. I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't know you fell in love with God, but I had so many years ago, and I watched my friend fall in love with God, and that, it doesn't minimize the the pain. It doesn't minimize the hard work that it takes. It doesn't minimize any of the things that happen or the grief from what happened, but it changes everything because now we have a trajectory. Now we're moving toward God. Now we're moving to fight with everything we've got for this marriage. And that was one of the most beautiful things I saw, Rusty, was your willingness to be obedient to God, to salvage this marriage and to work with everything you had toward redemption and restoration in this. And you made that choice because your God is so personal and so beautiful to you but that was the most incredible thing you know we're always wanting a revival that's what we pray for I pray for revival all the time personal revival as well as revival in the church and and that was a moment when I literally saw a new life begin so it was wildly exciting I'm 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 a bit speechless to be honest um this is 
I mean, this is incredibly powerful to me to listen to this because I don't know. I know the three of us have never sat down and and just talked about this and these specific moments yeah. like this. And the thing that's so affirming to me is, you know, when you tell a story and you and you think something in your mind for ten years, yeah, you know, like there's parts of me that wonders. Is it is it all real? Am I am, you know have I have I you know fabricated some of this or you know is it just because it's a story that's too good to be true or whatever? But just to hear you telling your side of the story, I mean, mm-hmm. when the three of us can put the three different perspectives yes. together, it's just it's incredible. It is. Um, and you, I mean, those words that you just said, like I remember that phone call. And I remember those exact words. It was literally, when I heard you say that, it was literally like you were calling me again. Because I did. I said, I can't, I can't take yeah. anything else. Yeah. And you said, no, you, you need to get over here. And, you know, I, the greatest part of all that was having, you know, you already journeying with her and then being able to say, okay, I, yeah. I believe this because I believe you're seeing a real change. And I agree when I got there and I said this, I think last week, there was a physical, she looked different. Yes. And I've seen that a few other times yeah. in people's lives where I've sat down across from them and I'm like, you didn't look like this last week when I saw you. Yes. And, and that is a, that's a real thing because it's just a, I mean, the spirit, just invades yes and it just makes makes things different but i i don't i mean heather i don't know if you have anything to add to that but good grief i i just about can't say anything (laughs) else about that you know when i i'm sitting here listening and watching her tell the story again and of course fighting back all kinds of emotion i think we all are Mm. um but it's you know i want to say guys now you see why I talk about Miss Penny all the time, <laughs> but it's because she is obedient to Christ. She would be the very first one to say, it's not me. It's, it's not, not me. And for, and that is why I strive so hard not to quote, quote, be like Miss Penny because she is the godliest woman that I know. Um, but it's not trying to be like her. It's trying to be like Christ yes. in her. And um, so, yeah, just real emotional, um, just brings back lots of um, feelings of because Mm -hmm. I remember and I and I try to remember often the moment that I fell in love with Jesus that she's talking about as painful as it was, how powerful of a moment and redemptive it was. You know, but you when we're talking through this. We get so many messages, and I mean, over the last few weeks, it's been amazing how many people have reached out to us, and they're all, it's there's so much pain, there's so much hurt, yes. am I ever going to forgive, you yes. know, and that sort of thing. And as we, I know it's been 10 years, but as we're sitting here talking, I mean, these are hard memories, but there's, I don't feel yes. any pain. Yeah. I mean, it is... Yeah. It is amazing that all I can feel mm-hmm. is joy yes. and gratefulness, gratitude. Yeah, just so like that's the part that I want people to hear is yes. that there is hope. And, Absolutely. you know, you may feel like there's not any, mm-hmm. but there is. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I want our story to be such a picture of that. Like mm-hmm. we're not making anything up. Right. I mean, this and is it what doesn't God's mean done. the journey's going to be easy. From that moment on, we worked like crazy. Oh, absolutely. Like crazy. And it would still hurt and there was still grief. So the expectation is not that that moment happens and then everything's very changed and everything's great. 
but it means it was the beginning. That's right. It's the starting point. Yes. It's the starting. And, and look, I mean, in all seriousness, there were years. Yes. I mean, and still today, we 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 admit that there's things that come up, but it's just not, it's not the same. You're not dwelling. It's more of, you know, things come up and, and you, instead of looking at it and going, oh my goodness, you're looking at it and go, thank you that yes. I'm not, that we're yes. not there anymore. And we're and here. thank you that you could take something like that and bring glory to yourself. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much that you could use our lives mm-hmm. to make you big, to make you beautiful. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Just yeah. to point it all back to God like yes. that. Okay. So in our last little bit, um, before we wrap up, I just want y'all to talk a little bit about mentoring and like, um, you know, there's probably listeners out there that are going, well, that sounds great, but I don't even know what that's supposed to look like. Um, and y'all are a great example of that and you passing it on to Heather and Heather being able to mentor. And, um, so I don't know, y'all just kind of talk for just a few minutes about what it means and what that looks like to, uh, be a mentor and have a mentor. Yeah, I'm going to let um, Penny do most of the talking on this, but I do wanted, I wanted to start by saying, um, she touched on this already, that our relationship, our mentor, mentory, mentee, mentee, yeah. that um, relationship was born out of crisis, mm-hmm. but not all mentor relationships are. You don't have to wait until a time where you are drowning to reach out for help. This is something that... This is something that needs to be in place so that when hard times come, that relationship is there. For example, I had been um, in a mentor relationship um, with Penny for five years when I found out I had breast cancer. Well, we didn't stop meeting. We've been meeting for 10 years. (laughs) And so because of that, I was able to walk through my breast cancer journey completely different yes. because I had been walking with you for five years. Well, because so, what God had done in your life exactly, for five years. Exactly. Yes. And so I was able to respond to that so differently. So I would encourage, and I want you to speak on this, but I want to encourage people not to feel like they have to wait until there is tragedy or there is a crisis or there is desperation. It needs to be something that's in place as you go so that when you because you always tell me we're either in a trial we just left a trial or a trial's coming yes and so because of that truth we need to be able to be in these relationships at all times yes and our relationship was organic God reached in and he birthed that some churches have mentoring programs and which I think are fantastic um ours at the time when y'all we were at church together did not so what but what I would do is I would speak to the women that are older and I would say to the women that are older this is a biblical mandate prepare yourself to be ready because if you are willing to listen to the Lord and you are willing to be obedient to the Lord he will send you someone maybe more than someone for you to be able to journey with and so we need to be in a constant state of preparation and that goes back to our own time with the Lord with our own relationship with the Lord with the depth of knowledge of the word that we have and all of that is so critical because What's going to happen when someone asks you, like the woman asked me 30-something years ago, would you mentor me? And I was like, oh, I don't even know what that looks like. God is so capable of journeying there. He taught me how to mentor. 
I didn't have someone that said, okay, this is how you do it. And I will tell you, mentoring is unique to each relationship because each relationship is different. So what you're trying to do is lay yourself in the way of grace under the authority of the Holy Spirit so that you can then become an instrument in his hands for him to use how he desires to use and to speak truth into someone else's life. We live in a world that rubs off on us all the time, and a mentoring relationship helps us to keep the world from becoming our thought pattern and our behavior pattern and our life pattern because we have someone that we're talking to and saying, you know, what would word say about this? How would God ask us to journey in a place like this? How could he be glorified here? So what it is, is it's a shared life, literally. It's not something to be afraid of. It's not something to say, well, I can't do that. I had talked to some friends years ago. They said, Penny, I can't do that. I said, absolutely, you can do it because it's not you. It's God through you. So I speak to women who have journeyed with the Lord. Be ready to mentor. Start crying out to the Lord for the privilege and the gift of having someone to do life with. And then for younger women who would love to have someone journey, start looking and start asking. And if someone says no, then just go to the next person. Trust me, God will get you to the person that he wants you to get to. There is absolutely no doubt about that. But my prayer is that you would pray and you would long for that because we see it biblically in the body itself and that when one part of the body is wounded or injured, the entire body suffers for that. So we see Titus 2, a model for women. We see all throughout Scripture how people engaged in each other's lives. And, for you know, our society says, oh, well, this is my business. This only impacts me. But it's never true. And as believing women, we want to have an eternal perspective. We want to look in such a way that we can say, I exist for the glory of God and for God's good pleasure. So, God, where do you want to plug me in? And so I cannot encourage it enough. I mean, Heather and our relationship has been just the most amazing thing because it's God. And God's at the center. So when things come, we can hammer on them. We can talk about them. We can go to the Word together. We can look and say, okay, we believe God could be glorified this way because we always constantly have to change our thoughts. We always constantly have to change our opinions because I tell Heather the whole time, my opinion doesn't make any difference. Who cares what Penny thinks? I want to know what God thinks. And that's what you gain from engaging in that kind of depth with another woman. Yeah, and that's amazing. And the same thing can be applied to men. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I had somebody that journeyed with me for mm-hmm. a time as we were going through um, our crisis. But, you know, we don't have enough of that on I agree. the men's side of things. And, and, and women's does, too. Yeah, yeah, and it may not necessarily, I mean, it is mentoring, but maybe accountability partners or whatever. I think mm-hmm. that's a term that guys use a lot more than. Yeah. And that's what one thing that I wanted to emphasize when in listening to Penny, um, talk is that it doesn't always look the same like Mm -hmm. penny and i both have a love for coffee so we (laughs) meet at coffee shops most of the time sometimes we walk together um you know, these younger ladies that have children that, you know, it may look, do play dates, 
where you can visit with somebody while your children are playing. Or, you know, I've I've mentored people sitting on the soccer field, watching our boys play soccer, yeah. just talking to someone else about life. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to look. And, and you know, Pen, Penny even has a mentor. Mm-hmm. Like you have yeah. a mentor that you Absolutely. that you meet with weekly. So it's not it's not just you get to a point where okay now I'm a mentor. Exactly. You, you have to be mentor. You need to be mentoree. Both men, mentee. <laughs> mentee. <laughs> I don't know the right word. No, I think y'all spelled that out beautifully because mm-hmm. um, it does look different, and, and it you know it is like you said, Penny. It's just doing life together it it's is. not this always the structure of we've got to learn this and do this it's just right. it's just how can we glorify God in the circumstances yeah. that you're going through and let's yes. talk about that together yes. so I we could we could talk for a long long time we really and could we might have to have her back <laughs> yeah we might and, and I mean this is this has just been incredible and powerful and I know that we try to keep it to a little bit of a bite-sized chunk for people so that they can listen to it on a commute or while they're doing their chores or whatever so um so I'm gonna wrap it up but Penny we absolutely love you I and love y'all. you have made such an amazing difference in our lives mm-hmm. and even all the way down to our kids like she's met with our kids before too <laughs> like it, it it doesn't just stop with her and heather and their relationship so um we well, just can't are a gift to me well we well. just can't thank you enough and thank mm-hmm. you for doing this because sure. i mean i know it's a little bit different to be yeah. sitting here and talking on microphones together but well, i love to talk about jesus so. yeah well this has been amazing and so i hope that our listeners just got a glimpse of just more hope and yes. um just some steps i mean you know we really walked through some steps today and just how you can get on that road to redemption and uh so that's what we pray for everyone and and uh everyone that's listening so uh so penny thank you thank you for being here today and uh we love you and appreciate your time thanks all right until next time we will see you guys uh next week thanks